Welcome back to the 417 podcast. I'm Joshua. Um, Aaron. Um, today we have our um, special guest, our first guest on the 417 podcast. This is our close friend. Um, known him for a while. Whoop, whoop. Consider um, me a business associate. He's a very close friend of ours. And he's also um, the co-founder of his own brand, his own fitness brand, PM61 Promethean Fitness. Um yeah, Kovi, Chris Dan Kovi, introduce yourself. Thank you guys, I appreciate it. Uh, nice to meet you. Um, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to be here. <laughs> meet you. I, it's the first time ever, man. I'm joking. No, um, yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Um, I think what you guys are doing here is absolutely amazing. I'm really loving it. And oh. I wish you guys the best progress. And thank you for your little shout out as well. I appreciate it. But yeah, it's nice to be on here, guys. And um, hello, viewers and listeners. My name is Chris Dan Kovi. Absolutely pleasure to be here. That's good. That's good. That's good. Aaron, you want to take us away? Now, um, what's it called? Uh, you spoke really briefly, Kobe. Um, talk more about what you're doing with yourself. Okay, yeah, of course, I'd love to. Um, yeah, no, um, yeah, I run my own business. Uh, mm. It's Shopify. I do drop shipping. It's called Promethean Fitness, but it's not the only thing we do. I give advice on fitness and health and on social media, and I'm trying to eventually. Uh, create my own gym uh obviously my own style and way but i'm not gonna reveal my secrets on here that's, that's for later on that's for you guys to tune in in the future and i'm gonna get my pt course as well i'm focused on my own health and fitness because i think that um health is wealth and uh promethean fitness is something that i think is very much needed for the world so yeah it, it started as a hobby an idea um during lockdown and it grew and grew and it's where it is now. So yeah, I'm really, really proud of where it is and how it's going so far. So yeah, I just have to keep putting my energy into that, folks, and that. Apart from that, um, I'm a scholar, self-taught scholar, I guess you could say. I like to read a lot, educate myself. Um, and yeah, man, that's me, you know. I'm a future entrepreneur, current entrepreneur. I'm not future, current. Yeah, you technically, know. yeah, current entrepreneur, and I'm just doing my thing, man. So yeah. Um, okay, cool. That's good, that's good, that's good. Um, why did you, because remember, I remember like a few, was it a few years ago or was it when, yeah, when the Black Lives Matter thing happened, you had a different business idea. Um, could you get into that for us quickly? Yeah, of course I can. So um, basically me and the co-host uh, Aaron, uh, during the middle of the pandemic and the Black Lives Matter protest, we bounced around with ideas because we wanted to create a business for a while now. And I had... Um, an initial idea to create a business during the Black Lives Matter protest. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to create a black owned brand and um, a black owned business where I would drop ship or sell um, items with uh, a logo that I created. The logo was, um, so we're, we're in the UK and the idea was um, on most currencies, you have the head of the queen um, on the, on the two P coin or one pound coin or whatever, there's the head of the queen and she's facing, um, like it's, it's, it's from a side profile, right? So what I wanted to do is I wanted to take that image and put an afro on it instead and make it a black, uh, queen. And I wanted to put it on a t-shirt, I wanted to put it on stickers, I wanted to put it all over, graffiti everywhere. And I was going to make it like black royalty or, uh, pride, just anything like that. Um, not only to try to gain a little bit of profit, but to also make awareness to the cause and uh, continue to create a black-owned business and try and keep that on for years to come uh, after the, the 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 whole protest and just see how it, how it went. But obviously, um, 
me and the co-host uh, Aaron, we had some disagreements. We had, yeah, we had some disagreements. We 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 bounced around the idea. Um, he thought that it was ethically wrong, and I saw his standpoint as well. He th- he believed that we shouldn't profit off of um the misfortune of others, and that wasn't the main cause um or idea of the Black Lives Matter protest for one to release an idea and profit off of it. Um, just use that hype or that message as a, as, a, as a bandwagon and I completely agree with him. Um, obviously, we got to disagreement at the time because I was like, okay, then why don't we potentially try to give a percentage of the proceeds, um, not the proceeds, sorry, yeah, the, the earnings um, to a charity or or to, a, or to part of the cause to help around. And, and, he, and he disagreed with me. He thought um, that it was wrong, morally wrong, and we shouldn't be doing that. And it took me a while to see his viewpoint, but um, we agree- we disagreed, so we left it, scrapped the idea. But I think it was good to have that kind of conversation and that um, check on both ideas, because I do think to an extent that as a black man, if anyone should profit off of what the cause is and raise awareness, it should be me. But again, we digress. So we, we bounced around ideas, but it was, it, the conversation didn't end uh, negatively and the idea was still one that I think was... Um, a good one that I'm proud of to an extent. So yeah, I'm glad that those that thought process happened. Okay, Aaron, do you want to take away your opinions and thoughts? Why you didn't want to do that with him? Um, Simply, man, I feel like we live in a time when nothing's sacred, like nothing's protected, nothing. Everything's like, in essence, a commodity. Everything's for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like, capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. But like it is growing to like weird degrees where um I feel like the first time you confront thoughts of that is in like art, for example. So like someone writes a song, you sell the song, it's like your personal trauma that you've written about. Or like you make a film, it's about like some filmmaker's deep trauma that he's been through. And um it's kind of being used for the sake of sale and um how much money can be made off this. Then when you expand that into places that are beyond art, because art is supposed to be cathartic, it's about you're supposed to explore certain parts of yourself in such a way. But when you're now doing, um, I don't know, something on social media and um, you're doing that for like a crowd and to make money and I don't know. Do you get the gist of what I'm saying though? And like, yeah, um, but I think it's, it's, I think it's, it's something I'm in the middle of because yes, do I think I would have done what Kobe did with the idea of that? around the time, especially when it's such a sensitive time, probably not. But how different is he from even your favourite artist, Kendrick, in terms of pimping out your blackness? That's what he's doing. Um, hey, out, hey, when you put it as pimping out, it's You're not pimping out your blackness. No, cause, cause I, I don't really and he sells millions of records for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have an I issue with that think, I, I don't think it's pimping. I think it's more... Oh, but if you say pimping, uh, no, it sounds like it's such a There's nothing wrong pimp. with that. Well, being a prostitute. No. <laughs> <laughs> To pimp a butterfly. I like, think if anybody should be able to pimp out their blackness or where they're from, it should be black, black people. people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. so I agree. I agree with that. But, but I don't like. I don't like the term like, pimp. I, we no, got of course, use of course. Words. No, no, no. We don't. We Let's stay word. right on the words because no, it's beautifully on theme. Now we'll stay with it. Pimp. And I'll and I'll tell you why. Obviously, you've mentioned Kendrick as well. Mm. Um, his sophomore album is called "To Pimp a Butterfly." The reason it is called "To Pimp a Butterfly" is because of this very idea um, of. He's in a position where essentially with his album before Gookie Man City, he was talking about these um, different ideas of what's going on in his community. And in essence, he was pimping it out. And his next album, he explores this idea when he's in a position where it's, where he 
has to assess the fact that he is pimping out things about his identity, things that he's been through, things that people back home have been through, and how he's now using that almost um, to sell and to make himself some kind of money in return. And he has to deal and confront um, with that as a phenomenon. Where he ends up with that is not simply that it's okay. It, like You're not answering the question, is it okay to pimp um, what you have? I feel like we're born into a world where you don't have a choice anymore. A capitalistic society forces you to pimp, full stop. Like Everything is for sale. I understand what you're saying, and I, I I do agree that agree with that to an extent. But I do think at the same time, I think that pimping, it, it, I get the word. I think maybe it's because I'm used to the negative connotations that the word pimp comes with. But mm. I think bringing to light your experiences and using that for sale is very very different because not only do you could say that our Kendrick pimps is blackness or we are pimping our blackness, but everyone pimps. Yeah, everything. This podcast can yeah, be used. Yeah, you know, it's the same exactly. Every, I think everyone pimps everything in some form, some form or shape or form. Like mm. consider this: uh, if a rapper who isn't black maybe talks about the experience of like, for example, okay, him. I'll I'll mention something completely deep and slightly abstract. Do you know the song by Logic? I don't wanna be alone. That's I don't know. A song I've heard that. Like, right? You know you would. <laughs> Okay, but you would have so, you would have heard that song. Okay, well, by yeah. the way, why, wait, why didn't you know a song? What because you think that Logic is a white rapper? No, because I don't know what Ken means. No, I just don't think he's a good rapper. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> but you know what it is? I think a lot of people, if you listen to he's, his music, he's an emix race. Yeah, he's actually yeah. black. Yeah, bad people didn't know that he's actually mm. black. But that's a story for another day. Anyway, yeah, that song is an amazing song. Raised uh, raised awareness for suicide helpline and mental health and stuff like that. But could you say that he's pimping mental health? He's not really pimping it. He's bringing association to it. Did the song make him millions of dollars? Definitely. Mm. But it's not really pimping. I, I think that's a better word. I think bringing to light is a much better thing. If you if you highlight your experiences, that's what know. we're doing. I think this podcast is highlighting our experiences. Yeah, I think you could get into a whole debate about ethics when it comes to anything really like in, in the capitalist society. That's why you'll see people on Twitter like crying about billionaires existing. Mm. And it's like, anyone that defends a billionaire is like, it's just a moron. It's like someone that supports something that's completely against anything ethical and how billionaires get rich is because they are, what's it called? They exploit human rights and stuff like that. Um, But (laughs) even Meek Mill's got in recently as well. Meek Meek Mill got in trouble with um, people on Twitter because he's been defending billionaires. And like, he, he's like, he defended Robert Kraft. Like, you know, he got Robert Kraft a a car um, and stuff like that. And it's just, at the end of the day, I don't know if you can really, are we just hating on someone or hating on things because someone did it better than us? Essentially, it's like, okay, cool. Someone, someone managed to make something out of whatever situation or their struggle a bit better than you. Or better than you have. It's been a valid to, idea. I do think it's a different one, though. But why? I think that I think that um, a lot of people's comments and ideologies do come from envy to an extent. Mm. I think so, and it's it's a shame because I try not to be um, an envious person or a jealous person, but it's a trait that all human beings have in some way, shape, or form, and it's just the worst. And like, it's the worst trait, especially when I know that I am consciously being a jealous or envious person because mm. I don't think it's in my nature, but. When it happens, I eradicate it as soon as possible. I try to crush that feeling because I don't like that. Because imagine you'd pray that someone isn't envious or jealous of your earnings. You understand? Especially if it's someone that I, well, I, I don't really look at like pop culture and like I'm not really jealous of pop culture. It's not that. It's 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 interesting because it's like it's jealousy, but it's also competition. So here, I'll be real with you guys, right? 
I'll give you an example. I want your your business, whatever this is right now, to absolutely blow up, hit the moon, hit the mm. rock, hit hit the hit beyond the moon, bro. Stratosphere, mm. whatever. Thank However, you. Yeah, anytime, of course, man. You got to wish that upon your friends, and you guys are my best friends. Like, I, I, like we're mm. very very close friends, bro. However, in my complete honesty, if I saw you guys doing more views than me, I wouldn't be jealous. <laughs> no, but you understand, I wouldn't yeah, be jealous. Right. But as an entrepreneur, business owner myself, I'd be like. I'm not gonna swear, but I'd be like, I'd be like, gosh, gosh, damn, like I'd be like, bro, like I'm, I'm trying to get like them, you know. But it's right, not, it's right, not a jealousy right, thing. Right. It's, just, it's the same thing with, say, for example, me and Aaron do the same course. You know, to be fair, it's different education. I don't really care about education that much. But you knew, you know, that one kid in school, yeah. yeah you get, you go to, you get your GCSE paper. They see you got an A. They're like, oh, I got an A star. You're like, yeah. right, uh. waste, man. I know you're not that smart. Like, I know you don't deserve an A star, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know enough people like that, definitely, who'd be on that kind of stuff. So yeah, but I, I, I used to hate that kid, but. I have been that kid before. Yeah, of course, we all have. Like, exactly. But I have an issue with this, like introducing envy as the, especially when you're talking about um, this idea of pimping and saying like people think it's wrong because it's envy. Um, in my mind, for example, you asked the question and it stemmed from the fact that Kovi had that idea and I said I wasn't with it. There's no envy to be had in this situation. Like if we saw someone else doing it and I was like, oh no, that's wrong. I wouldn't do that. But Maybe you could say that's jealous. If you saw the same person, okay, you ain't good. Sorry, I sort of interrupt you, but if you saw someone do the exact same idea yeah. that we had, right, or very, very similar, and label it with the 50% or 15% or whatever to, to uh, any Black Lives Matter cause or, or mm. Black anything, yeah, that's right? That's what I'm going to say. And it blew up. And yeah. everybody Aaron. supported it. And everyone, everyone supported everyone's shouting it. out. Everyone, everyone's everyone, loving it. Everyone everyone's like, yeah, it was it's the best idea ever. You would be vexed. I, I would be vexed, but my reasons wouldn't change. It would uh, still be the original reason I had in the first place. Oh, so you, oh, so you, so you, oh, wait, so you're telling me, so you would hate on it because you think that wow, this guy's really, or oh, this female is like, like yeah, the world loved ethically. it. Like Beyonce was wearing it, Jay Z was wearing it. But then this like, what I mean, all the footballers like, were wearing it before yeah, they yeah, went yeah, out. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Kind of oh, like oh, but like band them and lift up their t-shirts and they just got it on. Just yeah. little, little sticker, a little yeah. sticker, and everyone, your favorite Kendrick Lamar, did this, your favorite artist, right, or one of your favorite artists, <laughs> Kendrick Lamar <laughs> is wearing the t-shirt or reposts it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't look at Kendrick like, oh, you're ethically, ethically, ethically wrong, mate. You look at Kendrick and be like, rah, like, that's my idea. That's my job, So bro. if anything, <laughs> I wouldn't, the only thing that might happen is I would feel like I was wrong. It wouldn't be mm. like, like, that's the only possible But that's change. your personality. A lot yeah. of people would be like, like, screw this. That's, that's my, that's but my, my point idea. is in the, in the first place, I said it was a bad idea for specific reasons. I was like. This is wrong. But now those reasons would have been invalidated. So yeah, that's why you feel wrong. And, and yeah. I'm saying the only reason why, the only change that would be possible is the fact that I would feel like I was wrong in the first place to feel that way. But I wouldn't feel envy based on the fact that um, I couldn't do it. Do you know what I mean? The, the reason I didn't want to do it was the reason why I wouldn't want to see it in the world in the first place. Mm. So it wouldn't change like how I'd feel about it. Do you know what I mean? I understand that. And that's why, for example, I wanted to ask, like, what is a pimp? A facilitator. Uh, I like to get the right. I really like the fact that you've used that word yeah. because it's part of why I think you've got to be careful about what you pimp and why you're pimping it. My issue is, I'll just say it as it is. I think we're stuck in a place in the world where um, you are forced to pimp things. You're forced to facilitate pimping because that's how you get by in life, um, and that's an accepted norm. That's okay. Okay, pimps, the definition is, okay, acts as a pimp. Okay, let's just go the informal. 
pimp. Um, make something more showy there's or impressive. A, there's a formal pimp. No, no, no. Like the, actual, the, the, actual, the actual definition is a man who controls prostitutes and um, arranges clients for them, okay. taking a percentage yeah. of their earnings in return. But what we're trying to say is the version which is make something more showy or impressive, basically. So like he pimped up the car with spoilers and twin spoke 18-inch alloys. That's pimping. Okay, so um, I'm going to digress about Mel Land again. Um, hear me out. So I watched uh, this this interview the other day, and the interview channel was basically interviewing, I wouldn't like to say, like, I don't know how to, how, how to word this. People have gone through very, very serious hardships. So real-life gang members, I'm going to send you guys the link. It's amazing. It's actually, like, it blew my mind. Gang members, sexual offenders, rapists, ex-prostitutes. Like, he, they, the, the, the group of people go off the streets. They set up a podcast just like this. Wait, wait, wait. And they wait. interview these people. You said rapists and people yeah, that have gone rapists, through Rapists, yeah, for, like rapists and rapists. people victims. that have been victims. No, no, no. Or like, they're they're actual, no, in different interviews and episodes. And it's oh. different episodes of these people and their experiences. They'll go to prison. They'll be like, oh, you're a sexual offender. And they'll sit them down and they'll interview them. Because okay. you don't ever hear the story from someone else's perspective. Now, I feel like there's two things I'm going to say about this when it comes to pimping. I'm a land. I think that one... I think that's educating people, but in a sense, that person is still technically pimping out their experiences. You've got crackheads on there talking about how they were a crackhead, talking about their real life stories. And it's very educational, but at the end of the day, they're securing the bag from that. They're getting a little bit of payment. They have to. And that's how the money, yeah. that's how money makes the world go around. But I think one thing that's also very interesting is the reason why we have to pimp, and as you guys linked earlier on to the capitalist society, is because in our society, in the West anyway, there is this genre or this... um mindset that we have and i think it's innate in all of us to an extent due to us being so fortunate we have a um a suffering fetish right mm. now let me let me land i feel like there's a genre like everyone it's in, not a you know, genre but no, do, do you know, like, you know, like, sorry I mean? no it's not innate yeah, it's not it's, you don't think it's innate? I th okay, then I think I think it's I think it's in predominantly in the West, right? Especially like if you want to talk about from the Black experience. Yeah, I think that no, don't don't no, limit it to no, the black no, 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 no. Not only okay to, to everything then. Especially but, yeah. you saw a lot during BLM. I think there's so many people want to look at the experiences of the people who are pimping out these experiences. So whether it's victims of racism, crackheads, suicide people, people struggling with mental health, or, or um, psychology books, the lot. Right, people who may live normal, mundane lifestyles. Why do you think that artists who rap about selling drugs and stabbing people in the street corner, or, or fucking this prostitute, or getting this girl pregnant, mm. have so many listens and views? Because in the West, we have this obsession of being in this other world that we just can't understand. And it's not that we don't understand it as well; it's that we want to understand it so bad because I think that a lot of people have this self-loathing. Mm that we are okay. Okay, like, I'd slow down there. No, but um, it's... No, no as in like... No, as in no, I get what you're saying. I think, I I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying in terms of how I feel about what you're saying, this mm. is where we maybe digress. Okay. okay. I, I, I was completely with you up until that point. What, the self-loathing bit? Um, <laughs> it's self-loathing, but like I feel like it comes from a place where, um, for example, if I word this carefully, there are a lot of people who um, support things and... Um, or like they lean into the ideas of suffering and say that, oh, I suffer too. Do you know what I mean? Um, and when it comes to us as well, which is something that people don't say, is that um, we lean into certain experiences and hardships for the sake of saying, 
I went through something. We 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 do something where um, which is why I like the informal definition of pimp, where um, we do everything like we buy into the idea of hardship because it it's sexy. Do you know what I mean? You sell it, you you pimp it up. It, it looks nice. It sounds good. Um, everybody likes it because it kind of fits into everybody's moral perception of themselves. It is though. But think about this. Okay, I'll tell you I'll tell you something from my personal perspective. Sorry for interrupting you, I'll let you learn. But I'll just say something real quick. The idea of being a hustler to me makes my hardships a lot more decorated than they are. Do you understand? Right. A hundred percent, but at the same time, I feel like it's only in certain communities that it's only. I only see in our. I don't see. Nah, I, I don't see it the same way in white people. Uh, that, you see, but I think white people. But again, I'm not white. But from what I've witnessed, all the conversations I've had, they have very interesting, different types of um, of like that kind of like guilt. Ah, uh, it's it's difficult to explain because I'm not white. But from the people that I've interacted you with, you say guilt. Yeah, it's yeah, guilt. it's white. They, they, it, 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 it comes in. It comes in white guilt. It comes in white guilt. That's what there's a name for it already. It comes in white guilt. What we may call our hustle culture. Be like, yeah, I came from this place. I did this. You don't know what I've been through. White people may look at themselves and be like, oh. I've got all of this and I shouldn't even do the voices. <laughs> yeah, that's that's buggy. But yeah, no, some white people look at me like, oh, like I've got all of this and there's so many people who are who are more poor than me. You know what? Why don't I think there's a lot of good uh, I don't that's 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 even though that's something that I guess you're not mocking, but you're saying it's like it's a bit strange to you to hear but um, nah, to hear. But, but at the same I mean, time, I don't okay. think many people have that experience. Okay, well check a lot this of out. people are very ignorant. But let's check this out then. Why don't we research, right? The not now currently, but I guarantee I'm not gonna say it as a fact, but I'm putting this out there. Statistically speaking, I am sure that more Caucasian middle class people and upper class people who feel white guilt, right? go do more charity work and go pay more visits to Africa to go give back. 100. That is minorities. true. That is true. Exactly. No, and how interesting is that? Because of the moral aspects to it. There you go. So if that, and, and the amount of white people I know that will go to Africa, go get, help charity with kids and post on Facebook and take, take photos like, oh, look, I did this. Great job. You really helped out with impoverished people. That's really, really good. But do you understand the whole point of, yes, maybe they do it for morally because they feel right. But charity at the end of the day, starts at home. Most people don't want to go to charity because they, if you, here, cool. I've worked those for charity. Those with little no, can't no, give. No. Those with little find no, it hard. Exactly. No, no, it's not. No, 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 Because bro, because I, I, I work, I work as a fundraiser. I work for a cancer charity mm. and I stand in the street and have conversations with people on a regular basis from all sorts of races, genders, whatever, mm. right? And a lot of ethnic minority people go, oh, I'm really struggling enough. I'm really struggling enough. And it's true right, though, exactly, I've already got yeah. the struggle enough. And then what the, the, the Caucasian the white people that I bump into, they go, oh, yeah, you know what? I am struggling, but oh, there are people that are way worse than me. There are people that are way worse than me. Yeah, let me try and give. Is- and it's not all of them that do that, but there are some. When they're in a certain tax bracket and they feel like they can afford it and they've got that white guilt and consciousness knowing, not only am I white and I'm going through all these experiences, but I'm in the West. Yeah, oh, I've got to go do this. And then they overcompensate and they overcompensate to the point where they're like, you know what, screw it. Let me leave all the stuff in my house. I'm going to go to Africa and go live there for a year and help out with it in, in this poverty place. So that's why. But not only Africa as well, Palestine, Pakistan, because there are other poor, poor places. That's white guilt. That's white guilt. And for us, it's survivor's guilt. What we do, and because survivor's guilt is different, you have the mentality where you're like, oh, I'm suffering enough, I'm struggling enough. Um, you have to emphasize the fact that you are struggling. Now the point I was trying to make about some white people was that what they'll do is they'll um they may say that um what's it called? 
um, they lean into the fact that they're suffering in their own way as well. Mm. And it's a very similar idea. It comes from the same place of guilt. You have to cover up your guilt. Um, we, when we do it, we say, oh, we're struggling. And we say, oh, we went through this, we went through this. There are a lot of rappers who don't leave the hood because they don't want to let go of the, they don't want to relinquish the idea that they suffered, that they struggled. Because once you do, you now have a responsibility because you're no longer on the side of the suffering. And you have to deal with your survivor's guilt. And again, that's another theme with Tipping Butterfly. You have to deal with your survivor's guilt. I'm going to have to say, with what, going back to Kobe's point specifically, I would say this whole idea of, I feel like you have a certain privilege to feel that way. It's a privilege. It's a Western privilege. It's a Western, okay, it's a Western privilege, privilege, but it's still a privilege that a lot of, he said survivor's guilt. Survivor's guilt is that you've made it out. A lot of people... Not necessarily. No, it's, I it's think survivor's guilt... Survivor's guilt comes from when you've made it out, though. No, it doesn't. I think survive, I've got survivor's guilt right now. I've got survivor's guilt. For, and my experience as a, as, a, as a kid growing up is not even as bad as I may paint it to be. But I've got survivor's guilt right now because I feel like I'm still hustling. All of us have survivor's guilt to an extent because we're grinding. We're trying to get there. And we get satisfaction from seeing our businesses grow, seeing our friendships grow, seeing our, us as people grow. So that means we have some form of survivor's guilt. But where's the guilt part? Because we're like, oh, but, but I, you know how hard you've worked to get here. No one else is, no one is making you come to this studio right now and record that. This is some form of hustle that other people don't have to do, period. You are doing this for a reason. Whether you want it for like monetary gain, whatever, whatever gain you may gain from this, you are doing this. This is not easy. You're going out of your way to do it. You know what's easy? Waking up and going to sleep. You understand? Mm. So you're the, hustling to do tying, this. Tying the hustle culture to survival's, survivor's guilt is not something I personally can relate to. Because I don't see this as like, I don't see any survivor's guilt. With, but I do see, the, I can go into the issues of hustle culture and maybe that. But survivor's guilt to me is like, is like when you've gone clear and like everybody you've left behind kind of thing. It's like, for example, it's like if we were sitting in this podcast room now and we were like, we're just sitting here and we're just saying, oh, like, you know, if our parents didn't come here, like to the West, we might be, we might be really like down bad right now. That's to me. That's that's more okay. So this. So have you looked at anyone back home? Like you've been in Nigeria. Have yeah. you looked at people? Not they're happy who, with their who lives. Have it, who have it less than you? Yeah, they're happy, they, but they're very so. happy with their lives. Like I, thought, I even had a very interesting conversation with one of my cousins. I was like talking about the. I was talking about U, the UK. I was like, blah blah blah, because one of my friends was in Nigeria at the same time. I was like, oh, I'm going to link up with them. I was like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you guys should come, like, it was, I was younger. I was like, you guys should come to the UK as well. Like, it would be good. Like, I could see you guys more. Like, you guys should move. And then he was like, oh, am I coming to the UK? Like, I'm very, very happy here kind of thing. Like, you sometimes, you almost think, and no, that changed my mindset. Oh. That changed my mindset to think a lot of people are, a lot of people back home are content, are more content with, you you twisted what I was saying though. Okay, go back to what you're saying. But I was gonna add a point onto what you're about to say. Okay. Obviously, yeah. I haven't been back to Africa ever, and it's definitely mm. on my agenda, my bucket list. But I've made friends of people who have gone come from Africa mm. and then come to here, and I think that one argument that could be said is not a lack of education, as in a lack of education of period in Africa and Pakistan, all these other places, but a lack of education of the life and the opportunities you have in the West. Do you understand? So they may have general like education, but consider this, right? Let me say hypothetical. How can you know how good the grass is on the other side if you've never been to the other side? The grass is only green where you water it, bro. 
It's only green where you want to. Yeah, I understand true, that. But for but someone else, but for someone else who's never even been or seen the grass, once they come here, like if you, uh, here, I, I, we I don't dare... even have, have to have this conversation though, because part of this wasn't my point. My point wasn't that um, you're supposed to have survivor's guilt against, say, your cousin, and um, because you thought he should come and live here. Because I don't even agree with that kind of mindset. What I was more so hinting at was the fact that have you seen someone begging on the street kind of thing? And even if they are happy, how do you feel? Like, if I saw a happy if, person begging like, on the street, I would say I need to value my life a bit more and find happiness in my life a bit more. Right then. Now, A, um, what I would say is maybe your approach would be completely different to most people's experience. If I saw someone my age in Ghana, like, um, selling water on the side of the road because that's how he was going to get, like... I don't know, like, um, in Ghana, the currency CDs. Um, he'll get, like, two CDs. Um, I think currently one pound is, like, six CDs. So, like, you will get, like, two CDs. Mm. Um, How do you one spell CD. that? Because it sounds like mixtape CDs. No, it's, yeah. like, C-E-D-I ah. and an S. So, like, if he has, like, what? He can make, like, I don't know how much they make, but if th- that was me, my situation, I'd be like, oh, right, like, he's really having to hustle, like, to get his life together. I am um, not struggling as much in life as he is struggling in life. Like, his, what he has to do in life to, to get to where I want to get to is way harder. To me, that presents an idea where I have to almost understand that my suffering isn't as great my struggle isn't as great as the next man um, who looks like me. Even though in our Western society, we feel like, ah, oh, we have it so hard. And that creates a survivor's guilt complex. I don't think you necessarily have to leave that situation to have a survivor's guilt idea, mentality or complex at all. I agree with you, but I agree with you, but I'm just playing hypothetical and devil's advocate. Let's say that um, the we're not really measuring suffering or difficulty in its grandeur so we're not saying oh he's working harder than i am let's say we're measuring it in its grandeur to your situation so that you said that you, he has to struggle more again that was advocate i agree with you but again just a school counter argument you said he has to struggle more where he is right and that's his struggle that's a fact you could say but could you someone not look at our struggles and say that our struggles are equally as hard just in a different way yeah because he will never because he he will never because he will never experience our struggles just like the way like okay so the same the same (laughs) i know i know i know i know it's it's a devil's advocate argument like i don't agree with this but it's just a counter argument what i'm saying like it i agree with you but i'm saying oh like he may by by that grind his hustle may be difficult right in his situation but our hustle is difficult in our situation as well you understand yeah okay <laughs> like and it's true because like um we spoke about francis and ganu when he moved oh no when he moved to france yeah france and he was like he preferred the situation everyone else was like oh no we're really struggling he was like bro this is paradise to me because of what he had really been through together mm. um Everything is about perspective, of course. But my point is simply that, in my perspective, if I see someone in a situation that they can't actually escape, but I have the wings to, to 
fly to where I want to go to. But those guys don't actually have that, which is where survivor's guilt really comes from. It's the fact that you've left the situation who, and go for that others who, to escape. Who determines who's got the like the means to escape? And do you actually have the like, means to yeah, escape? Exactly. You may think you do, but do you actually? We'll find out. Well, there you go. We'll find out. No, but then... Uh, so it means you're still struggling. Like, the it's same. not the same though. And then, but, th- but doesn't this just jump you... home the, the fact that I am experiencing some kind of struggle and survivor's guilt is a possibility? Because the whole point was that, oh no, survivor's guilt is not really for you. Like, you don't really have access to that until you've reached a certain point. No, I don't think it's a certain point. You, I think you could reach it in any stage of the journey, but I feel like it's clearest to people because we're so we're so like individual minded like we always think about ourselves kind of thing so right if you're always gonna think about oh what i'm going through is terrible kind of thing it's like you know it's like some people some people walk past homeless people and it's like they would they wish they could give but they don't have anything to their name like they don't even have anything to give they're thinking about the next move they're just above homeless do you know what i mean do you Mm. know what i mean so it's it's like I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I'm just going to say like, when you're on the journey, it feels like, I feel like it's maybe not as amplified as when you've gone clear. Like, for example, the survivor's guilt for someone like Nipsey is why he couldn't leave his hood or like where he's from is because he's made it. Like, he's made millions. And like, everybody that he knows is still broke. Like, well, it's not, let me not say broke, but they're still struggling, still having to do the same things. Like, that's a different kind of survivor's guilt because it's just like, we all came from the same situation. Like we, it's not. I don't have to guess. Like, oh, what what would have happened if you were from if you were if you were in um I don't know some place in Timbuktu and I was in Compton and who could have made it? It's like we're all from this same area. And, but we um, are all not from Compton, Africa. Cren- Cren- no, Crenshaw. So he's from Crenshaw. Um, they all his um boys are from Crenshaw. Yeah, and he's just the one that went through. That's where the survivor's guilt to me is just that's the clearest. Um, as opposed to this situation because when you're focusing on yourself it's most of the time as humans all we can really see is our struggle that's why even i feel like that's why it even says in the bible like there's no greater um is it there's no greater type of love or thing thing to do for someone than to lay down your life for another because all you, all humans can really see is themselves like whether you like it or not like you're the center of your own universe you're the main character in your story I'm so sorry, like, the main character finds it hard to do things, like, the main character gets the most screen time, bro. You're going to look after that character the best you can. But that's why I'm, I have an issue with... Um... Like, how many extras do you remember in, like, in, in the films you watch? <laughs> Bars. <laughs> Done. Um, I was thinking more. But um, that's, that's my issue with... Um, what's it called? That's, that's the problem that I have with pimping something out. Because you're not thinking about other people when you do that. Um, Kovi, you used that word that was facilitating. Mm. Like you're a facilitator. What are you facilitating when you pimp something out? Um, a pimp itself is facilitating... Access. Yeah, access to... His struggle. The goodies. The, the, the defilement of a woman. Um, probably not against her will but oh we're talking about actual pimping yeah sorry. yeah and then <laughs> to what degree is it her will that she's in this situation well she may as well make the best of what she can mm. so she's literally defiling herself for the sake of being able to see the next day no. and he's and he's in facilitating your, that in your perspective mm. <laughs> 
I feel like when you do that, you're just you're being pedantic to the point where nothing no, can really I have am, any I'm, meaning. I'm, I'm, do you know I'm, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just being Africa, but yeah, you're 100 percent right. Yeah. So like. It makes it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see what you're going to say next. No, of course. Like, always question. But like, if you're facilitating that process in in that situation, in that sense, when you're, I don't know, I shouldn't say any rapper's name specifically. No, I'll bait him out, bait him out, bait him out. Don't give him a platform. Like they listen to us. Yeah, yet, just yet, me. Yet, 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 yet. Let me say yet. Imagine, actually, imagine okay. you, we you never getting beef. We actually getting beef. You never know who's listening to your podcast. We, we, I, we, I can't see yeah, who's listening to it. I can know. see, I can see regions, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. we're out of rapping, and next thing you know, and this guy starts beefing us. <laughs> and it's good publicity, you know, it's really bad publicity at them. But yeah, no, but like for example, a good, a good example I was gonna use would be Kendrick again, um, just because he had that song, um, sing about me, and he had that girl who was saying basically. He wrapped the lyrics that she was basically saying, who are you to tell my sister's story about this such and such? Like, who, like, how dare you? You don't get to do that. Who did you say that about? Um, he has this song, Tammy's song, I believe. Is that his Brenda Had a Baby song? Yeah, essentially. Wow. Or Keisha's song. Wow, Keisha's song. he ripped off Tupac. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> it's not really a rip off, is it? It's, you'd call it homage. You know, homage, homage, right, homage. Kendrick Lamar, when when Drake does it, it's homage, homage, homage. I'm trolling. I'm just trolling. Don't have it, he's not trolling. He wants beef. Please reply. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Keisha's song. Um, he talks about this girl who, yeah, essentially she gets knocked up. Um... Yeah, you know, the Brenda, story as a good baby, basically. Cool. Um, and then, on the thing about me, her sis- he raps in the voice of her sister who kind of reaches out to him and says, How dare you talk about my sister's situation and my situation? You don't know anything about me. Um, you don't like, you don't essentially get to speak on this experience as this rapper who's going clear. Like, you don't get to do that. And that's why I have an issue with this main character syndrome who pimps out anything, anything he can get his hands on. And that's why I didn't like the idea of, oh, like this is happening in the world. Just because it relates to my remit, I, I should do something to profit off it. That mentality there is why I'd be mad, even if it blew up and someone took the idea and it became this big sensation, this big thing of, oh, 2021, oh, 2020, oh, we were able to redeem it in some way. How was that mm. redemption? How is that redemption if all you've done is gone, gone and pimped out this this sad situation of defilement in some sense? Like someone's gone through something. Like, um, it's not even my story to tell, essentially. Like, do, do you understand what I'm saying? And like, even beyond that, why I have an issue with anyone pimping out anything is because... J. Cole did that for an entire album of his friend. For your eyes only? Yeah. He used his whole story. Yeah, and so whilst I'm not saying it doesn't happen, like it clearly happens, like my only issue with it is that we are in a situation where we kind of have to pimp things out. You don't have to pimp anything out unless you really need the money. Do you understand the issue? Why does J. Cole need the money? He's a multi-millionaire. He used the story and created an amazing body of work. Because you always need more. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like mm. in this world, the idea is that you always, I, that's always why, got that's to what, do more. Personally, that's why I say it's just in a capitalist society, ethics are important and are there. But I'm just saying, realistically, a lot of the time, I just think 
people are mad that people made millions from their struggle. Yeah. Above a, I think that's else. what it is, yeah. Like, that's true. No, but no one's really coming at anyone for pimping anything out. Just they that's are. No, they all, all the time. But subconsciously. That's probably the yeah. biggest reason why you... Actually, no, it's not the biggest. But the biggest reason why most people wouldn't do what Kobe wanted to do is because of fear of what people might think. Mm-hmm. It's not because they actually think, oh, this is so bad. And da, 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 da. Like even... even this is the thing with um, why social media consciousness and all that being woke and stuff is very, very like, it's very annoying um, because a lot of it, people don't even understand what they're thinking or can even back up what they're trying to say. They just think it because the world it tells you to think that. Gang mentality is true. Yeah. And that's, and that's something I don't agree with. But you know, so, you know, so interesting. You should, you should actually speak to, um, I'm, uh, I feel like when I speak like this, I sound so narcissistic. I'm not at all. Like, I'm just a human being. I know nothing, right? I'm still at the start and I'm, I'm, I'm humbled. But have you guys ever spoken to, again, sorry, have you, I'm not, I'm not a narcissist, but you guys have, land. Yeah. have you ever spoken to a bot before? Do you guys know what I mean? A bot? Yeah, like a, like a human bot. You know what I mean by that? So you mentioned how like there's people who have this social media mindset, right? But if you've spoken to someone in real life who has that and you just debunk, oh, yeah, yeah. was it debuttle? Debunk, or debunk, 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 yeah, you just debunk all their arguments. And they mm. like, uh, 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 uh. Mm. like, like they, it's someone who's built their entire mindset off what they read on social media, what they think and what they believe, right? Like I read, if I try to, if I'm re- learning about something, I'll learn from both both perspectives because mm. that's the best way to try it. And I can, I can create my own perspective. But I remember, oh, I, so I, I had I had a conversation with a, with an individual um, like last year or a year ago. And uh, she was discussing the Holocaust, right? Right, and okay. she was talking about um, the the amount of people that died. Shred carefully. Yeah, I am. I am. I am. <laughs> but she was she was discuss- discussing how the amount of people that died, etc., was kind of stuff, right? But she'd only been educated to an extent, and from one perspective that she only knows. Mm. So she said something, and we we were talking about how bad it was, and she was like, "Yeah, like it was the biggest genocide in history of a certain type of people." I was like, "It was one of them," but you do know that, like in, in slavery, like that so many people died during the Holocaust. It was terrible. But during slavery, so many more people died than during the Holocaust. And she called Cap. She looked at me like, no, what are you talking about? Like, you're, you're chatting shit, you're chatting rubbish. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, bro, I was like, are you really ready for me to do this to you right now? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I educated her about the numbers. And, she's like, Shh. and she said to me, bear in mind, this woman's like, what, 20 at the age? She was like, oh my God, that's so bad. Like, slavery was so bad. I was like, yeah, no shit. Like, <laughs> like, like, obviously it was a mass <laughs> genocide, you know? And like, yeah. that's like, it, I spoke to a bot, like I spoke to someone whose mindset yeah. had just been formed by one um, propaganda or one, one agenda or one, one form of information, which is true. One input. But one input. But when you try to give something else to that person, they, 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 they system failure, bro. Like they, they shut down, like they melt down. And it's, it's, it's so interesting. So I feel like those kind of people need maybe podcasts like this as well, or even to try and read. But then again, you could play advocate and say that what we're doing here is we're trying to, which we are. We're trying to like develop people's mindsets and stuff like that, and we want to so kind of engineer how they think. Well, we're indoctrinating. Yeah, we're like, starting to yeah. No, but like essentially, you're trying to make people think in a different type of way from when they listen. To, unless you're talking about rubbish or nothing, but if you're talking about something that's serious, you're trying to make people think the way a better way. But let me ask you guys a question. Another devil's advocate question: How do we know that what we're talking about is a good mindset to have? I think. Um, okay, I have an issue with the idea of knowing. Uh, he, um, he believes knowledge is evil. 
Yeah, that's, mean, a, that's a whole nother yeah, conversation. That's, 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 like, that's another person's knowledge we won't know, yeah. but sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> knowledge equals education, so how can education be better? I don't know. I just feel Ooh. like my... For me personally, I feel like it's a mix of my faith because um, I kind of... A lot of the time I'm linking what's happened with black people to the Israelites in the Bible when they're in Egypt um, and then they come out of Egypt and all the way to the promised land. I feel like that kind of story kind of very, very much kind of matches it. So that I use based it off my faith. Well, aren't black people like one of the lost tribes of Israel? Some yeah. some people do say that. I have Allegedly. to go into more more, more um, mm. research on that. But yeah, so that's part of it on the faith, the faith part. And also I would say um, just my experiences, like growing up in, growing up in the UK, a lot of my experiences have made me understand why do I feel more comfortable in certain spaces and not in other spaces? Why do I feel like um, I want, why do I feel like I think in a certain way and other people don't think in a certain way? Why do I feel like um, certain people might treat me in a certain way and all this kind of stuff? These kind of experiences, the constant experiences you have and the more conversations you have with people that are like you, you can kind of realize, oh, platforms like this need to exist where people can talk and people can learn more about who they are because this t- this country won't do that for you. Even then though, I have an issue with what you're saying. That's something we spoke about before. Um, I have an issue with the fact that you would suggest that what we talk here is just about facts. No, um, not only that. It's, I mean, it's sharing of opinions. Yeah, exactly. So it's not... How can one ever know that their opinion is right, correct? Mm. Uh, I don't... Even if I was attached to my own opinions, and I am, well, let's just be real. Like, I, I do have this kind of complex where I'm very attached to my own ideas and my own thoughts. Same. I feel like a lot of people are. But um, what I would really say about the podcast, even the way we pod, is that we have to be careful that, that we've spoken before. It's just that we're not preaching. <laughs> like, yeah, we're learning. We're just having mm. conversation. Yeah, like true. We're opening a conversation because a lot of the time when people um, talk or whatever people listen to, it, the conversation doesn't stretch very far. It doesn't dig deep enough. And I feel like one of the only things we're really trying to do here on this podcast is to make sure that we deep, we dig deeply into the things that concern us as a right. community. It needs to be, in, sorry, it needs yeah. to be thought-provoking as well as educational. I feel like a lot of podcasts and conversations out there and media out there is very, certainly educational. It's teaching you a way of a thought, as Josh said earlier on. Yeah. What we're trying to do is, is we're trying to make people think while listening. Mm. And I think that I do, mm. I do understand what you're talking about. I get that a lot. I, I get you. I'm going to quickly just... I think I want to talk about this next time, but I'm going to quickly open up the conversation because you brought, you gave triggered it in my mind. Mm. So like, I just want your opinion to be out there. Um, you said last time that you're Kobe first, like I'm me first, and then I'm black second. Why didn't you just open with that? Because I asked you. <laughs> no, 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 sure I wrote down. No, 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 um, no, no. But I have. I just want to. We can still talk about it. Okay, but I just cool. want to get his opinion quickly. I mean, like just so that because obviously he's not gonna. You're going sadly gonna leave. But we will have you on going back to America. Um, See ya. But America. yeah, but in LA, LA, we want to hear all about your experiences when you come back. But um, yeah, um, what was I saying? We want to quick. I want to quickly ask you. You said you're Kobe first, black second. I just want you to go into that a bit. I think that visually you can never um this this uh well I'm really missing my words today. Sorry guys, I'm tired. Uh you can't really like dismay or dis, dis like say that race or colour doesn't exist. It definitely exists, of course, and I will be black to the outside world. However, in my own self view of myself, my, mm-hmm. I'm proud of my colour and who I am and, and my race and my ethnicity. But I don't see myself as only just black. I feel like I'm so much 
more than just being black. Well, what does that even mean? I think more than. <laughs> but, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm more than. I'm more Such than, an interesting I'm, piece. I'm, I'm, okay, because then you could, you could, you could. No, you I didn't could, say you, it was wrong. No, you could, I didn't say it was wrong. No, 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 I know, yeah. I know, I know. But you could bring morality into that or religion into that because obviously I'm a soul. My soul wasn't black. This, yeah. is, this is my form. This is this is my form. You know, this, this is my form on the, on the moral plane, on the on the on the, on the realm that we live in. No, but seriously, like yeah. no, but like my soul, it doesn't have a color. My soul is me. You understand? If you really want to get that deep into it, but yeah, no, yes, like I don't, was, I don't think. It was yeah, a, okay, well, yeah. I don't think it was an accident. I was assigned. Well, I was given this skin color. Of course, yeah, uh, yeah. We were given this skin color if for I was a reason. A soul, but the end, but the end, of the, but the end of the day, my 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 blood is still black. My blood is still red. Like it, your 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 soul isn't black. Your if a white person said this, I would walk out the room. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm yeah, joking. no, I no, but, but I get I you. Get, but I like, get exactly what you're I, saying. I, I I understand that. I I I hey, I'd like to hope that I'm more than my color. Of then, course, that, of course, that of makes course. that makes that makes it a little bit better. I think it'd be sad in, if we lived in which we do to an extent that all of us are just our color to begin with. I feel I feel like quickly just to say I don't, don't say don't, don't no. twist, I don't not see color, but in myself, yeah, it's like it's a dangerous mentality to say that. Oh yeah, you, you don't like. Oh, no, I see color say, for sure. Yeah, when people say they don't see color, it's like you're trying to prove so much you're not racist. You're um you're not racist. You're just defying logic. Like when you see someone. You obviously understand this, these things. However, I understand you have to also understand the negative stereotypes that might come with what you see. Or like, for example, if I saw, you know what I mean? If I see a white person or a black person and the things that come in, those are the things you need to correct. You don't need to correct the the facts of what someone is kind of thing. That's or not who they, fair. Or who, but when who I make, they, who they are from. But when I make this statement, wait, I'll let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. But, yeah. but when I make this statement about I see... Chris Dan Covey before I see my colour I don't mean there's a general mindset I have for all things I see colour 100% everyone does mm. when it comes to myself and my own self image I try to be more a product of my environment and a product of, of what I, I learn and what I, what, I, what I read and what I educate myself on and a product of my upbringing as well Right, which you could say, I guess, is culturally black. Like I said, classic black upbringing. Because my mum was raised by my dad, and then my, my grandpa and vice versa. So we're all black, so I have those stereotypes. Yeah. So those, but that that sucks if you just say that. I know, I know. That like, sucks because then that, 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 that's, so, that, that's so boring. I don't, I don't think that I'm that. I don't think I'm that boring. I think I, I think I'm more. I'm more than that. But then again, am I? Uh, so, Who knows? So, I just feel like if time didn't hold me back, yeah. I would have a lot to say. Um, I just want to end it on the thing of... Well, no, I wasn't ending it. No, wait, wait, let me just... No, wait, no, before I, end, I just want to, just want to quickly say the thing, um, the thing that made me think about this. It was the story of OJ, right? Jay-Z says, I'm the... Um, he says the line, the famous line, I'm not black, I'm OJ. And then it's like, okay, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about... That's the reason why it kind of treated... That thing you said triggered him. OJ was a moron, and OJ no, didn't say. But it's funny oh. because it's so funny because the whole trial. You can't compare me to no, OJ, no, no, man. No, 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 you're, the, you're violating the whole, the, whole, the whole trial was based off of almost was like a race war, a mini race war. If you, if if you understand, like if you look to the stories, like a lot of black people were saying, "Oh my gosh!" Like they didn't even care if he did it or not. Yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, black person's going free for something." Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's something that was unheard of. So it was just interesting to me. It's like, and we could get into the song, and we I think we should do that another time. But it just that's the reason why I brought it up. So you found OJ esque. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I just said it reminded no, me yeah. of that. But you quickly go. The thing I find interesting about this, um, especially when people say stuff about, because I had a prior conversation that verged in this territory about Kanye. I was just thinking about him. A lot of people think certain things about Kanye and his blackness. <laughs> um, mm. 
uh, I was talking to my brother, and he essentially said that a lot of the people that Kanye idolizes and looks up to are white people, um, and that's who he aspires to be like, like Walt Disney or Steve Jobs, because he essentially he's aspiring to be more than his color. And you keep on saying this thing about I want to be more than that. My issue comes you have to be very you have to take a knife and cut the difference very carefully because you can be more than that and you can also think about trying to be more than that don't if you think in your mind that you can be more than your color you have a very story of oj situation where you're trying to not be black you're oj and you're doing something you're trying to elevate yourself above your people and that's an issue however yeah, which I, I don't believe that of you, but I, I want to stay. Neither do I, but for the point. No, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, but I agree with you guys one hundred percent. But it doesn't. When I say that, I understand. No, I argument, know. But, but then there's this, there's this other side to it's it. It's difficult. Nas has the song right um, called "Nobody," and um, he says, "One city, one country, one place—a place to be nobody, a place you wouldn't know properly." I feel like, especially for us who live in the West, we don't know what it is to be nobody. Um, like especially us black people in the West, like we have this perception that like you're somebody because of your color. Like you point out, you, you, sorry, you stick out like um like a sort of um because you're black in this white world. But then he talks about moving to um how Chappelle said he'd move to Ghana, Stevie Wonder's moved to Ghana or whatever, and he's saying this stuff about there you're really nobody like. You are just yourself. You are who you are. Which is a feeling that I want to feel. Yeah. And that's why I can champion and triumph what you're trying to say. I want you now to talk about the black of the berry for us. Oh, I shit. I you have to. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, well, yeah, I know. No. Just, I, I, I agree with exactly. And you're the way you, the way you worded this much better than mine. Great job, Aaron. But yeah, like I, I, I want that feeling, which is why I need to go back to Africa and have, it, uh, and have experienced that, where I don't feel like I'm prejudiced or, or viewed upon just for who I am, who I'm proud of who I am, but I want to feel, I want to blend in, you know, I want to go to Africa and be surrounded by black people. I haven't experienced that before. And I've, I guarantee that's a great feeling that I, I want to feel. And I don't want people to come up to me as a, oh, black of the berry. exactly. You're Chris Dan Covey, not just your black. So yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, um, black of the berry. It was, it was an obvious choice to me. I think Kendrick Mars is an amazing artist. We've already um, been pioneers of his art and his music on this, on this podcast for sure. Definitely. Um, the black of the berry is a for a term, black of the berry, sweet of the juice is the term that is based on the song and it's just um something that is advertising being the pride the pride of being black and and uh, our experience and it's not exactly pimping it's more glorifying um the 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 the, the experience of being a black person and i think it was a song that had to be added to the playlist uh, i'm surprised it wasn't even there in the first place so yeah, <laughs> no worries definitely it's one of my favorites and i had to add in there so yeah great stuff cool so um thank you for listening we're gonna get into the topic more that we just closed with a bit more next time but um it's been it's been good some good good conversation we've thoroughly enjoyed having you kobe so yeah this again has been joshua it's been Aaron. and chris and kobe thank you for having me and thank you for listening to the 417 podcast see ya see ya